0: What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the hockey troll, and I am without Polly these next two episodes, but we do have an incredible episode for you, uh, with Zach Tompkins, who's going to be coming in. But first, I do need to tell you about the ad read DraftKings. Football is right around the corner. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. And for week one, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a million-dollar top prize. Nothing has the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at a million-dollar top prize. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. And get a free shot at Million Dollar Top Rise with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, and official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, PA only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 0800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-DEAL-WITH-IT. This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. So what's going on, Caps fans? Like I said in the preview, I've got... OG friend of the pod, Zach Tompkins here of the Canes Train podcast on the official, or the, the hockey podcast network. He's repping the Carolina Hurricanes. Zach, man, it's been a long time. How have you been?
1: Good, man. How have you been? You said at the beginning in the intro, you said this is, uh, we have an amazing episode for you. It's pretty like ballsy, you know, (laughs) thing to just proclaim at the beginning there. You don't even know. Could be the worst episode anyone's ever listened to.
0: Well, I mean, it's not going to be. It's the official capture podcast, so it's got to be at least a bu- like at least subpar to good, right? right? I that's would say. True. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I
1: feel like that. There's a we, lot of worse podcasts in the world. We can always bank on that. Like, that's <laughs> going to be a for sure guarantee. If you have any podcast ever, there's
0: definitely worse ones in the world. Yeah, I mean, I could be talking about the Penguins here.
1: Mm, that would be rough. <laughs> that would be rough. I would not. If you invited me on your show to talk about the Penguins, I would be like, mm, I think I'm busy that day, man. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well I mean it was hard enough to Rangulya uh wrangle you for this one. You're a very busy man nowadays. I'm a popular guy, I don't know what to say,
1: you know? No, not really. I just my life is in shambles, you know.
0: <laughs> hey, well that's how it should be. That's how it should be, you know? I mean that's yeah. that's living in your twenties, thirties, forties and any more like the fifties in, in today's era, I feel. True. True. So um but I do have something to numb the pain. Let's pop some tabs and, and really just get right into the Carolina hurricanes, huh? All right, let's do it. One, two, three. All right, so you know, basically, Paulie's a bitch, and he can't come uh, do the episodes this week. So, I figured, you know, what a timely Twitter Twitter sphere. I know that you're not on Twitter much anymore, but oh, I the, I see it. You can't
1: miss this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: The the Twitter sphere is just. Popping with the Carolina Hurricanes, bunch of jerks doubling down, Tony D'Angelo. I mean, we're going to, let's cover it all, man. I mean, um, let's do it. I guess w- what I'd like to start with is give us kind like uh, of like an overlay of how the Hurricanes have been. And, and I'll preface it with this 2018, best year in hockey that's ever been. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at the Carolina Hurricanes and I'm like, dude, and like, a year or two, you know, this, we're looking at a contender here. They've like the, the youngest, best defensive core in the NHL. I felt, um, their young offensive talent is coming along, you know, uh, they're going to be good. And they were, they knocked us out after we won the cup. And then, uh, you know, it was just kind of like, where do they go from here? Rod, the bod is doing a great job, but from the outside looking in, it almost looks like they're doubling down on this bunch of jerks thing, but I'll leave that to you. So yeah, give us the give us the whole shebang as you see it.
1: Um I mean, it's been an off season. There's been a lot of turnover. I don't think they've had this much turnover on a team since like 06. I mean, I don't know if anybody remembers that. I certainly do because it was an amazing year. Just like yeah. you said, 18 was for you. Yeah. Um only you weren't like 11 when that happened like I, like I was. So hopefully it happens someday in more modern history. Yeah. But uh yeah, a lot of new players. Um, and I mean, I don't know, I guess I'll just talk about in general and then we can get into the specifics. So a lot of people talk about the the decor when it comes to the Hurricanes. A lot of people say that, you know, it's A lot of people will argue it's the deepest, you know, decor core in the league and that they have a lot of good young talent. And I think that the reason for that is because Jacob Slavin and Brett Pesci to me are star defensemen. Like I don't, I don't really think that's arguable anymore. And I think people finally realize that. So I think they headline that core. Sure. But to be honest with you, when you looked past them, you know, and, and Dougie great, like Dougie was fantastic offensively. And I mean, in, uh, was it 1920 whatever year that was cut short by covid stuff yeah um, i mean he was he was having an like a norris trophy candidate season i mean he was amazing on both sides of the puck and i really i hadn't seen that um unfortunately that was a little inconsistent with the defensive side of stuff so i always really looked at it as we had jacob slavin brett pesci like you know what? those guys don't have bad games like they just don't when they have off games for them it's still better than everyone else on the
0: ice right they're so good enough to solidify the top games. four i'd say yeah Easily.
1: Yeah, to the point where I literally call it the Brett Pesci effect. Like, anyone you put with Brett Pesci suddenly has, like, the best season they've had in five years. Like, it happened <laughs> with Justin Falk in 18 uh when we went to the playoffs for the first time in 10 years. Justin Falk had struggled for, like, two, three years in a row. And then he was paired with Brett Pesci all year, and he had just a comeback seat Like, he was great. He played right. well. And then Brady Shea comes over, and, you know, you hear all this stuff. All, all you hear from Rangers fans is, you guys got shafted in that trade like Brady is just a complete liability and I mean he makes mistakes of course everyone does but I see Brady shake come over and I see him just play pretty consistently good hockey like and he seemed dependable and man in the playoffs when guys got hurt he was pulling 28 29 minute games where he was just blocking 8 9 shots a game and just playing really well so um I think that those two really could have anyone play with them I think it's the reason why Next year, Dougie Hamilton on New Jersey. I'm sorry, Devils fans. I think you're going to see a lot of defensive breakdowns. that You're like, <laughs> where is this coming from? And the reason is he does not have Jacob Slavin on the other side of the ice to <laughs> prevent all the just mayhem when he makes 14 bad pinches a game that don't work out, you know? Right. So, I mean, in general, with I feel like the defense was the biggest changes this year. And I, I'm honestly – overall very happy with the moves that they made because they added actual depth like i think very sneaky moves by the hurricanes that get lost in all the you know big stories if you want to call them that um are ethan bear with the trade of warren fogel goes to edmonton we get ethan bear who's you know uh up and coming definitely top six guy potentially someone who can fit into a top four especially again i mean Mm -hmm. if if he's playing with brett pesci like he's gonna be (laughs) all right you know um and then they signed ian cole which was my favorite signing of the offseason i mean i think ian cole is just a again reliable you know what you're getting in this guy like he doesn't make mistakes like he's just he's not gonna completely wow you left and right but he's just gonna be that steady person that every team just need like you can never get enough of those guys on defense absolutely and then the third pair sorry <laughs> i didn't mean to cut you off and then no, the no. third pair you sign guys like um you know brendan smith as a depth signing and Tony D'Angelo, who we'll get into, I think, just to provide a little bit more offense on the power play with without Dougie Hamilton. But, um, I mean, say what you want about the personalities, but just the actual depth. Like, you have now seven or eight actual NHL-level defensemen on your roster. Yeah. Whereas before, I think the depth was always in prospect land. And people, I don't know what it dude. I don't know if it's – I don't know if you – hear the same thing from caps fans i don't know what it is about prospects and people's misinterpretations of pro everyone thinks that a guy who's done well like in juniors and even at the hl level (laughs) is just gonna magically jump into and he's like this is he's a top four defenseman like no he's not because if he was he would be on the team and it wouldn't even be close like he's competing for a seventh spot he's not i mean he might turn into something good but like to think that you could just throw that guy in i mean look at jake bean with the hurricanes last year I cannot tell you how many years I sat through people saying Jake Bean was going to be a top two defenseman and power play, you know, run the world on the power play. And I was like, I mean, maybe, but like, I don't, I mean, to me, he just seems like a guy who's got like good offensive upside with like a lot of defensive stuff. He still needs to work on in Charlotte and everything when I was watching him there. And he comes in, he has like three, four good games, and then he just falls off. And like, to be honest, on a really deep defensive team, like he's not playing. If Jake Gardner could skate anymore... You know, his right. back wasn't like completely broken. Sure. I mean, he would be in over Jake Gardner. I, I mean, and over Jake Bean. And it's just like there was no real depth. So this season, there's finally
0: depth. Yeah. Um, I mean, t- to your point, I, there's really good stats on this. and I mean, it's been well documented. Uh, I think that a hockey fan should at least read a couple articles on what draft picks pan out to be on a normal year. Um, about half of first rounders. Play, uh, more than 100 games, half, more than 100 games, play a h- more than 100 games in the NHL. That doesn't mean starter, doesn't mean, you know, anything. So that includes, like, in that average, that includes, like, the OVs, the, you know, the Crosby's, the, the McDavids, right? So, like, half of them play, on average, per player, 100 games. And then the, the, de- the, the drop off into the second round is meteoric. It's like 20% of them Play a hundred, and then into the third round, it's basically a, like a, a crapshoot. It's not even a coin yeah. toss of whether they'll make the NHL. Um, I, I mean, it becomes almost a coin toss that they'll even like be considered on an NHL roster. So, yes, to your point, um, junior hockey is not the NHL. Uh, it's way better hockey than I ever played, but uh, it's it's still like, uh, you know, head and shoulders, probably like many body lengths. <laughs> above the NHL yeah. or below the NHL. So, uh, and I mean, you know, you see that even with like the Russian leagues, like the NHL is the best league hands down in hockey in the world. So, you know, it makes yeah. sense that this, this is how it is, but um, to your point though, I mean, the additions, it seems that management has wisely called out that this is kind of a, a problem or, or at least an issue to address, right? Let's leverage some of our young defensemen. Get some veterans in. Um, and, and now we can make a, we can put a real team together. Um, I think that they've seen that they like what Rod, like, Rod's been doing, Rod the Bod. And, uh, and, you know, the offense is coming around, but I like that they're somewhat building from the net out. And we'll get into goaltending next, but the, the elephant in the room, let's just tackle it. Anthony D'Angelo, man. So, okay. Personal shit aside, I think that a lot of people have settled on he's a scumbag. Um, <clears throat> especially after last season with the, with the physical altercation with his goaltender. Um, <laughs> or, you know, I never saw it, so maybe it didn't happen, but, uh, it, by all accounts, uh, inside the New York Rangers or- organization, which, you know, <clears throat> their judgment could be questioned as well. Um, you know, but to play devil's advocate here, I mean, yeah, D'Angelo is an offensive defenseman. Um, and a pretty good one at that, uh, not so great on his own side of the puck, but I worry that with this young defensive core, you know, your leaders, there are Gardner, Brendan Smith and Ian Cole. Those are the guys who've been in the league for a long time. Do you worry that he's going to be a cancer in the room? I don't because
1: like, it's plain and simple, like Rod Brendamore and the culture (laughs) that, that Rod Brendamore has brought to the hurricanes, like. I mean, if you ask any player that has ever been in that locker room, I don't care if it's guys like Steven Lorenz, who I don't even know if you know who that is, but, you know, guys who have played like even just a few games with the team, like mm-hmm. they will all tell you that they would do anything and they are super bought in. Like they literally just repeat everything that he says because they actually believe, you know, they buy into it hardcore. Sure. So to, to me, when you have an established culture like that, especially with a team that's, you know, going to the playoffs, every year and expected to go to like they're successful and right. you don't have you know guys coming in and leaving every like you know we Jordan Stahl has been there and is a tremendous leader like Sebastian Ajo has been there and is like an up-and-coming you know really strong leader and he's everything that Rod wants him to be you have even your young guys like Andre Svechnikov who just signed a nice little extension here for eight years oh, yeah. Um, I mean you could not find a kid that wants to Learn and get better, and has just literally the best attitude in the world. I mean, they literally asked him like, "What are you going to do with your signing bonus?" He's like, oh, "I'll probably just give it to my parents." And it's like, <laughs> I mean, these guys are just like they're they're all really good people, um, and you can tell that they just want to play for each other. No, I would no. also say that like, I mean, it might sound shitty, but if if you really think that. Every player on, and this is for anyone listening. Like any fan, any team you're a fan of, in any sports league in the world, if you think that if you were to meet all those players and get to know them for like a year each, that you would be best friends or agree with everything that they had to say or everything that they like, there's no way, dude. I can't even walk on the street and run into someone that I like. Like I don't want to talk to people, <laughs> you. Know what I mean? Like you're not gonna like all the players in your team personally. Like we right. idolize that because we want to root for them and we become fans of. We we become fans of their athleticism. Right. I mean, and you you've also become fans of people, but like you don't know them. Like sure. you don't know Alexander Ovechkin. Like how much time have you spent? With, you know, like everyone is like he's great. Like I'm sure he is, but like you don't
0: know. You don't know what he thinks. Listen, or what bud, he does when he I does fucking all. know Ovi is an awesome person. Okay, don't even fucking I'm come sure at. Can't even come at me with that bullshit. But I'm now. sure he
1: is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Jacob Slavin is like. Super outspoken, like, morally sound guy who, like, seems to be just, like, literally the nicest person in the world. But I don't fucking know. Maybe he goes home and he beats his dog. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> live in his house. I don't know what he does. Like, I don't think that happens, but I mean, how am I supposed to know? Sure. So, like, he just, I, y- you just, I, you never I know it. what, like, what people's personalities are and how you're gonna mesh with them. And I'm, I'm not defending anything that anyone does. Like, people definitely do shitty things. And we don't have really many details at all from all right. D'Angelo's past. But, like, there's the dogs I was telling you about. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. But like, and I
0: see why you use the beat the dog reference because you don't, you know, obviously because de- animals for are. for
1: examples, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I would love to hear
0: something. Else. Yeah. Zach Tompkins out here not beating dogs. That's for sure. So... Um, you know I man? I mean, that's a that's a really great uh, parallel, though, that you draw. I mean, I understand it. I definitely get it. Um, I think that the problem with Tony D'Angelo is that he has been caught red-handed a couple times, you know, in, in, yeah. in several cases, right? And then he's incredibly outspoken on social media, which people who are outspoken on social media, I feel like, are probably the worst things in society right now. Anyways, so... <laughs> yeah, this, um, it's not a good idea, you know? Yeah, really and not. I mean... I think that at least you can say that he is—he has a bad rep and he's earned it.
1: Yeah, I would okay. say so. I yeah. mean <laughs> I'm definitely not defending this guy at all. Again, right. I don't know him. You he want him to play hockey might, though. That's it. Uh, sure. I mean yeah. at the end of the day, like you have to be able to separate the person from the athlete because you don't know the people. I mean we all sure. think we know this guy and you're going to – I just – for me personally, I just don't – I'm not going to judge anyone when I don't know them. Like, I don't know this guy. I've never talked to him. I've never met him. I've heard press conferences. Like, how am I supposed to judge his entire deal from a couple of articles? And, like, I mean, maybe he is a really bad guy. And, like, there's definitely (laughs) some facts that would lead to that side of the story. But I'm not disputing that. Like, he might be just a complete dirtbag. (laughs) I don't know. But, like, he might have also gotten a bad... You know what I mean? Like, you don't know for sure. Like, I mean, I think it definitely... The needle leans one way. Like, he's definitely... Made some really bad mistakes. Right. I mean, if you're if you're shaking
0: if you're shaking the magic eight ball here, you know all (laughs) indicators point you know to yeah. It's not
1: it's not lining up well exactly. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: But at Um, a certain point, you hope that a guy can put that aside and play hockey, and you hope that I know that the Hurricanes hope that with the culture that they've established that they're bringing a guy in and giving him the tools to like, hey, stop being a piece of crap. Like I'm not gonna I'm not talking crap about the Rangers here. But, like, right. their culture is not that established. They've kind of been a mess for the last few. I mean, the Hurricanes were the same way. Like, I'm, you know, it's it happens to every team when you go through a rebuilding phase. You don't have that core that's been there. You don't have that veteran leadership that's, like, everyone's disgruntled. They've been losing. Like, they're not super happy. And, like, stuff happens. Sure. I mean, it, the whole altercation stuff you hear, I mean, that happened to the Hurricanes a while back. Kevin Adams and I think Brett Hedekin, like, got in a fight in training camp. And then they won the Stanley Cup, like, the next year. Like, Right. These guys these guys know how to get along with other people and like it gets tense like it's a competitive environment. Um but again, I definitely don't want anybody to think I'm defending, you know, you can't use slurs. Like you just can't. <laughs> right. I I don't know what was said, but like it doesn't matter like you can't you don't do that. And then right. he blamed it on I'm just a really competitive person and it's like, ah, uh, it's not a very good excuse
0: because yeah, I'm a time very to competitive say sorry person."
1: There, yeah, <laughs> I I would I would definitely never if you don't, if if like homophobic or racial slurs are not running through your head every now and then, you don't drop them, right. you know, when your inhibitions get lowered. It's like if you're <laughs> drunk and you're like, "I didn't mean to say that." It's like we well, you you, you kind of did because it was in your head, obviously. Like it didn't sure. just pop out randomly. Like it was seated at something. So Absolutely. I think he's definitely like he's fucked up, you know. And I think that he <laughs> knows that. Um, and my hope is that he can just get through it. But at the end of the day, they signed him for cheap, and it's a year. And like I said, they have depth. And if the guy's a problem, like later, see, ya. Right. I don't. We don't need you. Like, hopefully, you can just provide an added bonus. So I'm I willing mean, from, to just give him a shot. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, and from from the business standpoint of the team, you're exactly right. I mean, it's low risk. Um, yeah, he's getting paid maybe like one fifth of what he would have if he just shut his fucking mouth. Um, <laughs> right. and, and you know, like uh, to your exact point, it, and and it sounds though. That you have more faith in Rod the Bod, uh, and, than Tony D'Angelo, which makes sense. Uh, again, all indicators point to that being true. Uh, is that right? Is that, am I, am I reading you correctly?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's more than just Rod is the thing. Like, I, to be honest, like, I don't, if you ask me who's the best leader in the world, I would probably say to, that I know personally. Like, I don't know Rod personally, but like, I'm saying that I have seen before, like, I would say him. Yeah. I mean, he epitomizes leadership and, like, what you should do. Um, and so I think that, one, if there's anyone that can bring a guy into a locker room and make him feel welcome and, and kind of show him, like, this is – we don't play this. Like, you know, there's zero tolerance for this, and this is what we're about. Like, get on board or you're not going to be here. Like, I think that it's this team. And I think it's the culture, like, in general. I mean, I've named so many guys. I could go down the list. Literally every player on the roster, including the new guys. You know, I think that they look for – I mean, Ethan Baer seems like a really solid just person. Yeah. Um, Ian Cole has been around you know like you never hear like he just seems like a solid teammate who just does what he needs to do you got guys like Brendan Smith who have been in leadership roles and was like happy to come to the team like you know those guys don't leave established teams and come to a new team if they're not all about the culture like guys want to sign for this team because they like the direction it's in and so I think the locker room can police itself like I don't think Rod needs to go in there and do anything I think that Jordan Stahl and Sebastian Ajo and Jacob Slavin and Brett, Pe- you know, I think all those guys can handle that. Like, if you're on the outside, if you're one guy, there's no clicks. Like everybody's bought in. So if you're one new guy coming in out of 25 that are in there, like you're you're gonna be the oddball. Like you're gonna get kicked to the curb. You're not gonna cause rifts because it's 22 against you. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's not like a team where oh there's divisions already and so now this guy comes in and he's clicked up with these three and then these five are together and everybody else is kind of for themselves like no it's a it's one unit so if you're coming in and you're going to be separate from that unit like you're on your own bud and it's not going to go well for you so i mean i i'm not worried about it causing issues because i think that i think that he's gotten enough flack to where if he's (laughs) if he has any level of iq left he would be like it's time to just play hockey sure and at the end of the day if you're going to put up 10-15 goals and you know make the power play better and not be a complete liability on defense like you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna gain some fans regardless right. of what other dumb stuff you've done just because like people just want to watch good hockey you know hopefully he can help that and you know kind of get it together like I don't, I don't really know what else to say other than i just i'll give the guy a chance i mean i'm i'll be more than happy to say like yep everyone was right that guy was a complete piece of shit and he should never have gotten signed but like I don't know him, you know, so I just, right. I'm i not I'm not the type of person that's going to make, you know, all in judgments on any person. That I don't know. Like It's just not who I am.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. And I mean, I think th- I think that's, um, you know, being a fan of of the Hurricanes. I mean, you're dealt this hand anyways, from a from a business standpoint, like we said, I mean, it's low risk. He can go fucking kick dirt. Uh, yeah. It, middle of the season if they want. They don't have too much invested in him. And, you know, he's they still own his rights, so they could make life really hard for him if things go bad this season. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, exactly. Makes sense. I think that this is Tony D'Angelo's last shot, so we'll see. Um, let's move on to uh, goaltending real quick here. Mm-hmm. Now, last season it was, what, Peter Mrazek and Nedlevic? Is that is that how you pronounce uh, it? Alex Nedeljkovic. Yeah. Nedeljkovic, Okay. Um, Nadelkovich, Okay. Um, (laughs) I really like Morazic, man. He's never found it though. Uh, But what promise? I mean, flashes of absolute brilliance from this young guy. Well, he's not even that young anymore, but for the past five years, he's shown so much promise, but has never really been able to, to do it. Why did the Hurricanes move on and then go straight old? old head goaltenders with Frederick Anderson and Auntie Ronta, who are not bad goalies by any means. Um, and I think that they both instantly get better in front of this or behind this decor, but mm-hmm. you spend a lot, I mean, six and a half million on them for the next two years. What's uh What's the thinking behind that?
1: Well, so to be honest, I mean, regardless that amount they're spending is what they would have spent. I mean, if they keep the same two guys, they probably end up spending more than that. Ned mm-hmm. was going to get. I mean, you saw what he signed for in Detroit. At his arbitration, they were asking more like three and a half. Um, and we can get into that. I mean, that was another move that split the fan base this season. Like everyone, I mean, there's just been a lot of crying, man. <laughs> I'm gonna be, it's, it's worn me down. Like I'm just really <laughs> over it. There's just been a lot of complaining, and it's like when we get to the season, then let's talk about like right. you know, was it a good move? Like you don't know yet. It hasn't happened. Sure. But Mrazek was you know going to get somewhere between three and four, like he always does. Um, mm-hmm. And Ned was going to get between three and three and a half, so I mean, they were in that boat no matter what. The number one thing with Ned, and I mean, this isn't my thoughts, this is what the team, you know, this is people around the team have said this, is that okay. they weren't sold on the fact that, you know, he was the guy, that he was, you know, he had earned a spot, I mean, and I I tend to agree with that argument because, I mean, he put up, I'm not taking away anything he does, and I, I've always said this when it comes to players, like, and I hope all these guys that Even if I stay, I don't think that they're the guy. I hope that they turn. Like, I'm rooting for him. He's a great kid. Like, I hope that he goes to Detroit and he just absolutely kills it. And I hope that he makes everybody look back and say, like, what a dumb decision to throw me away like that. Like, you've got a third round draft pick and a goalie that you didn't sign and signed with someone. You know what I mean? Like, I hope that that happens for him. But for this team, I think that it's not a bad business decision because, I mean, he put up great numbers, but look at the sample size. Like, it is small. And I think we all know with goalies, I mean, how many people thought that Jordan Bennington was going to be, like, one of the top three goalies in the league after that cup year, right? And that was more more of a sample size than what you got from Adelkovich. And then, like, I mean, he's not bad, but, like, look at him. Like, he's not – if they would have signed him – and they did, I think, right? They signed him to a contract that next year, right? Yeah. And, like, I don't think he's living up to it. And that's just what happens a lot with goalies, especially guys that, I mean – Let me bring you back to a guy that was named Scott Darling that the Hurricanes signed for like what four million dollars because he had a good you know fifty games with the Blackhawks and then what happened? Like guy was terrible. I was. I had I had Scott Darling as a center ice and it bounced out like.
0: I had him as a Vesna candidate winner. I think (laughs) the year that he went to Carolina, I was like, I'll win the Vesna. Um, I mean, so yeah.
1: It just goes to prove that goalies are absolute like just crapshoots, man. I mean, yeah. you really never know. So I think for the Hurricanes, goalie is a is a position that they're they they need to make sure that their money makes sense on because they know that they're gonna have money wrapped up in their decor. They know that they're gonna have money wrapped up in their top six, um, and they need to make sure that they're getting good value at goalie because at the end of the day, if you're not like there's nothing you can do about it other than you know trading other assets to get that, and then you just got worse. So sure. Like, they want, they want to make sure that whoever they're giving that money to is more of a proven commodity, which I think is what you get in those other two guys. Um, and I mean, people talk a lot of crap about Frederick Anderson, probably just because he played for the Leafs for so long. Right. But I mean, it's you exactly said why. it. Yeah, it is why. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he's earned some of it. He's definitely been inconsistent. He's, I mean, I'm not going to blame him for the fact that the Leafs haven't won a playoff series in, you know, a thousand years, but like. Right. He's definitely been a pretty good part of it, at least. Like, I think that's fair to say. I mean, that team's had its issues in the playoffs. They just t- seem to, like, kind of forget how to be good in the playoffs. Uh, right. But, I mean, he's also dropped. I think also a lot of that has to do with, like, can you name a Leafs backup in, like, the last five years? Like... Mm. I mean, I can only because I remember, like, oh, that guy, we played them, and that guy sucked. Like, Garrett Sparks, (laughs) I think, was his name. Yeah. And I think he's doing better now. By the time I was like, this guy's bad. Like, he scored from behind the net once. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I think that they had to ride Frederick Anderson, like, a lot. And I think that by the time he got to the playoffs, and they're giving up 30 shots a game every game, and, like, a lot of odd man rushes because that defense is a, you know, can be a mess sometimes. Like, the dude's probably dying. I mean, the same thing happened with Cam Ward back in the day for the Hurricanes, like, I think Cam Ward was a very solid goalie I mean he wasn't elite by any means But like he could be at times And then he was mostly just kind of an average Like get you through the day goalie But when you have to play him 60-70 games a year Right And your defense isn't great Like what do you expect? The guy's going to fall apart Like that's the reason why we have backup goal That's the reason why so many teams do the 1-2 thing now So I sure. think that both of those guys will be just fine In that same setting
0: I mean do I you don't f- I, do you think I it's also a like
1: op- Marazic, Like, Go ahead
0: do do you think it's a do you think it's an improvement from last year?
1: I don't know. I don't know because N- Ned is such a wild card. You know, like right. if he's going to play the same way he played this past season next year, no, not at all. Like he, he was elite last year. I mean, he was putting up cumulative numbers that were better than you know the top two three goalies in the league, and he played right. half the games they played. So right, right. I mean, like. Not if that maintains, but the fact that that's, pro- I would give that like a 30% chance of happening again. Like, I think that it was just a guy that really relished the opportunity and took advantage of it, um, and played out of his mind. But I think that if he would have had to do it for 50, 60 games, that at a certain point he would have dropped off back to reality. And I think that that's probably what you'll see. I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm also not going to lie to you and just say, like, this is for sure. Like, I don't know, dude. They're goalies. They can <laughs> right. do anything. Like, They're they voodoo. could both have the, they could have career years. Or they could literally let in like every shot. Like I don't know, goalies just blow my mind every year. So I don't even, I don't even know what to say about goalies.
0: I mean, you, you touched on consistency, and that's been Mrazek's problem. I think his entire career. Um, you know, Frederick Anderson, you could say that too. But I think that you may have gotten better in the backup position with Antti Ranta. I think that he is an incredible backup. Uh, I don't think he's ever had like the. True shot at being a number one. And when he has, he's been quickly demoted. So, um, I now that you're talking, I feel like maybe it's just like one iota better, but, uh, and it at least slightly more consistent. Whether that product is better and cumulatively is, is yet to be seen, but I would say that you'll know what you're going to get out of this tandem. Versus kind of rolling the dice with Mrazik and and, uh, and the other guy, Ned.
1: Ned
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is the easier version yeah. to go with, for sure.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just, I think that, I mean, Ron's biggest problem is every time he's gotten a chance and gotten consistent, he gets hurt. So, I mean, right. I'm hoping for him. That's not the case because, one, I would like to see him play and get value out of him. But also, like, you just hate to see guys that show promise just keep getting hurt. Like, that always, I just always feel bad. I don't care who they are. Like, if that happened to, you know, Tom Wilson. I'd be like, well, that kind of sucks. Unless hey, he gets knocked out in a fight that he picked, then I'm like, well, you know, you, you kind of that was coming to you, but that's probably never going to happen because he's not going to get knocked out by anyone. But um, <laughs> that's right. I think that they, I think that they probably are more consistent. I mean, I th- the team definitely thinks that they got better, right? That's why they did sure. it. So, I mean, they 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 have some smart minds looking at it that know the game better than the average person, obviously. And I mean, I I trust them at this point. I think they've. Been able to make some pretty good moves, so we will see. I don't think you need. I mean, it, as nice as it is to have like an Andre Vasilevsky, like I don't think you need it to win a Stanley Cup. Like I think that it definitely helps because yeah. obviously, let's take a look back at the last two years. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, he was a pretty ridiculous part, but like that's you can't land that part. That person falls in your lap. Like you draft that person, and you, they turn into that person. And you're like, thank God, we are blessed. But yeah. like,
0: you and then and- go get that. person. I mean, even Vazzy, we've talked about that on this podcast many times before. Even Vasilevsky, there were so many question marks on him literally going into his first Stanley Cup. Nobody yeah. knew, you know, there was a lot of question marks. This might be Vazzy's last shot with a, the with a lightning. He's too inconsistent. He's going to shit the bed in the playoffs, you know, yada, yada, all this stuff, right? And I mean, this was literally, like, months before he ends up winning the Cup. Uh, yeah. So. I, I completely agree. I mean, goalies are voodoo. That's why you shouldn't pay them a lot. And I think that it's six yeah. and a half for the tandem. That's a good deal on goaltending. You
1: I know? think so, too. I, I To me, that's where I've always said, like, six to seven in your yeah. goalies is where you should oh, yeah. be. And if you, I would rather spend six to seven on two solid guys than have to put six or seven into one guy and then, like, a backup that is, you know... For better lack of a better term, like a replacement level player, you know. Right. I mean, dude, fuck goalies. How is it that (laughs) Andre Vasilevsky was being questioned? Well, you know what I mean. Like, if that's not the point, I mean, the dude is unbelievable. He's he's. I I saw you know Brodur play. I just think it was a different time period. I saw a little bit of Patrick Law, you know. But like to to me, the guys I've watched the most, like I've never seen someone like Andre Vasilevsky that I just watch, and it's just so technically sound and has so much natural ability. And I'm just like, how do you score on this guy? Like, he's, right. he's an absolute monster. The fact that that guy was once being doubted in his career. I mean, Definitely. like, what do we, how, how yeah. do we? figure out anyone who's going to be good. Like, it's just uh, this position is (laughs) awful.
0: Yeah, and I mean, not just doubted, but actually, like, literally hated. I mean, you know, there were so – I mean, how many times when the Tampa Bay Lightning would lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, was it, like, all the reporters huddled around his stall saying, like, well, you let up that soft one in the second period in Game 3. Why? You know, are you any good at hockey? Like (laughs) –
1: Yeah, those great questions,
0: right? You know, it's like, oh fuck, Um, and but hey, you know, I mean, that was that was the buzz and that's the hype going around. I mean, that's just how it is. And you're right. I mean, goaltending voodoo, um, but you know, it and the Caps are dealing with it too. You know, I'm glad we got Vanecek back after that ridiculous shit show merry-go-round that is the Seattle Kraken draft. Um, And you know, hopefully Samsonov gets his hat out of his ass and, and starts playing like a professional and acting like a professional off the ice. Uh, and I think that we have a pretty good tandem, but, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's something the Capitals have always had strong goaltending. I think they've, they've, they've planned it well. They've drafted well. They've scouted well. Um, Mm -hmm. and those goalies are put to work. You know, our defensive core, say what you will, I mean, as far as offensive, uh, ability with Carlson and Justin Schultz now, uh, but I mean, when we won the cup, Holtby was, was facing like 30 plus shots a night in that run. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he was insane. Uh, you know, the, the save on Tuck there, I mean, I have it on my wall. It's, it's forever, maybe the save of, of the century, right? Uh, in that type of game. Um, and this is a guy who has played incredibly consistent throughout his year and actually the in 2018 he started to kind of like falter a bit which is the first time in his career that had happened so i think the caps have been pretty lucky with the goaltending but again those goalies get worked um i think that with with the defensive core that you have though i mean uh i think consistency is in your in your in in front of you versus behind you that's for sure I would certainly
1: hope so. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, that's just what it comes down. We
0: make these signings, and I'm like, I mean, I don't think it was stupid.
1: You didn't do anything outlandish. Like, they didn't sign, like, two guys you've never heard of, you know? Right. So, to me, it always just comes down to, like, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. You can't really tell. It's, like, so many trades. Everyone wants to say, like, oh, this team won, this team won. Like, I don't, you don't know until, sure. like, it pans out, especially when it involves, like, young players like Nadelkovic. Like, I don't know, man. Right. I have a feeling that he's going to go to Detroit and get lit up. Because Detroit's not good. Like, I mean, I mean, they're up and coming and they definitely have some very, very good players, but they also have, you know, some absolute holes. And Mm -hmm. I think that he's going to find that it's a lot different when you're relied upon to be that guy. Like, I was pretty excited at the concept of signing Jonathan Bernier because I saw what Bernier was able to do for that team. And I thought, I think this guy's incredibly slept on. He's putting up very solid numbers with a team that's getting destroyed every night by every team that they play. Yep. So, like, I don't know if Ned can do that because he's never been tested like that before. Like, yeah. it's a good test for him, I guess. Like I, And, again, I really, really hope that – I would love to see him in, like, top five stats next year. I'd be like, good for him, you know? <laughs> I mean, it sucks for us, but right. good for him because, like, he deserves that. He's worked his ass off. But, like, it's definitely not a guarantee. It's, if anything, the odds point against it to me. So, we'll,
0: we'll see. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, well, let's move on to something that's a little bit somewhat more solid. Um, yeah. the, the forward court. Which is. Hey, Caps fans, thanks for tuning into part one of our interview with Zach Tompkins. He's been awesome in, in discussing. Goaltending and defense, and uh, a little bit of Tony D'Angelo for us, <clears throat> and how the Hurricanes are shaping up. Tune in on Thursday where we finish the conversation, talk about the forward core and uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes and the uh, overall kind of system that the Hurricanes are going to be playing and and what his expectations are uh, for next season. So hope to see you then uh, until next week or until Thursday. Hockey control. Zach Tompkins, signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp. On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out or we're not friends anymore.